Welcome back, WIT listeners. Today, we have two amazing women on the panel. We have Linda and Bailey, who are part of Fashion Group International. Linda Urkalashian is the founder and president of THE Artist Agency, established in 1985 in Washington, D.C. Today, the premier full-service talent agency represents actors, models, stylists, and voice talent worldwide. Linda is best known for her role as a cast member on Bravo TV's Real Housewives of DC, which debuted in 2010. She has been a member of Fashion Group International of Greater Washington, DC for over 30 years, where she served as a board member for four years. During her tenure as program director, Linda created the community outreach project, Beauty Within, now in its 21st year. She continues to spearhead this effort personally ensuring that hundreds of gift bags filled with donated personal care and beauty items are delivered to women living in D.C. area shelters every Mother's Day. Her greatest joy comes from surrounding herself with the love and support of her fiancé, family, and close friends. Bailey Benamellis graduated from the Art Institute of Washington with a bachelor's degree in marketing. In her 10 years as a marketing and communications professional, she has held positions with government contractors, solutions providers, and associations, marketing their products, programs, and resources across channels. Bailey also keeps busy by donating her time to projects where she can utilize her passion and extensive fashion education to give back to the local community. She has worked as the runway editor for a local digital fashion publication, Fashiontographer, and has produced multiple fashion presentations for nonprofit fundraisers. Bailey is currently the regional director for the DC chapter of Fashion Group International. She was also recognized as one of DC Modern Luxury's Women of Style and was featured in Northern Virginia Magazine as the December Style Insider. Two amazing women who are forces in the DC community. With their positive contribution to the DC community, their incredible philanthropic work, their strong presence and influence in the industry, and amazing impacts to the greater good of society, I am honored to have them on the show. Welcome, Linda and Bailey. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's tell the listeners about yourself, where you're from, your current work position, and I'll start with you, Bailey. Absolutely. So I am from Maryland, but I've lived in the D.C. area for almost 15 years now. So I do consider myself a local at this point. Currently, I am the marketing automation and engagement manager at a public policy think tank. But I have always found ways to continue to stay involved in fashion in the industry here, producing fashion shows for nonprofit galas, writing runways reviews for a local magazine and recently as the regional director of fashion group international dc wonderful how about you linda well i grew up as a military brat my dad was in the air force so we moved many places i found my home in dc in 1975 and have not left so i absolutely love dc I am the founder and president of THE Artist Agency, and I currently serve as the executive director of the James and Paula Coburn Foundation that's located in Los Angeles. Wonderful. Now, both of you are part of Fashion Group International DC, FGI DC, 
So Bailey, you are currently the director. Tell us about FGIDC, how you got started in the group and what does your journey look like there? Yeah, I was an avid attendee of FGIDC events in the past and I was then asked to join as the social chair by Kimmelin in 2018. I became the regional director then in 2019, which is technically a two-year position, but due to COVID, I was able to stay on this extra year while we really break out of this transitional period, really offer that consistency um, that people are looking for. And I can say that it's really been such a rewarding time to be on the board, driving the direction of programming, helping to provide opportunities for the local community to network and grow professionally. I think especially because the DC community, it's so small, but at the same time, you know, as someone new who might be coming to the DC community, you might not really know what a big influence, you know, fashion has here and what a great and strong community we really have. So this really offers you that opportunity to get in and, you know, meet so many wonderful people and and learn and grow from each other. Fantastic. And Linda, you own your own talent management company, T-H-E Artist Agency, and have been an integral part of FGIDC. What does your journey look like in the group? I actually was recommended to join FGIDC by Lynn Montadonico, who was serving as the public relations director at Saks Fifth Avenue, because we were one of the first businesses of our kind to represent stylists and hair and makeup artists. And a year later, we branched out into representing models. And our our real focus was fashion. So she said, this is a great group. This is a great way to network. And you should really consider it. Now, this is back over 30 years ago. And I just loved it. I loved all the different events and the programming. And we would go to New York and we would take trips overseas for the conferences. It was such a delight to network with people that were in the same like-minded industries. So I just loved it and served on the board for four years. But unfortunately, once you get beyond four years, you have to become like an executive member for a bigger position. And at that time, I had four small children, a business that I was running. And I just thought, I'm going to continue with Beauty Within. And I'm going to have to retire from climbing that ladder because it just wasn't going to work out for me because it's a huge commitment. So it's great to be a member and watch the younger generation pick up where we left off. Yeah. And additionally, Linda, we also have entrepreneurs listening to this podcast. So what would you say is your leadership mantra and how do you apply it to a woman in business who has her own company? Well, my advice would be to follow your dreams, really hone in on your instincts, what you're most passionate about, and along the way, just support and lift other women in business. I feel that that is extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. Lift as you rise, I think is what that term is. Now, one of the objectives of this podcast also is to inspire girls and women to enter the STEM fields. 
And I feel like most of our episodes thus far have been women in the IT field, information technology. And I want the listeners to know that technology also exists in fashion. Now, how has technology changed in the fashion industry? And Bailey, I'll start with you. The obvious application in tech that comes to my mind is online shopping. And there was also technology, I think, that was added to the swimming uniforms for the U.S. in the last Summer Olympics. I know there are also trends now, like adding artificial intelligence and clothes, virtual reality and sunglasses. What trends are you seeing in fashion and tech? I really love this question, Christine. So one of the first trends that I think I want to talk about specifically, well, it isn't specifically for fashion, but it absolutely has a huge application in the industry, and that is programmatic advertising and retargeting. It's something that I think has taken online shopping to the next level. We've all, I think, have experienced the wonder of it. You're looking at a new pair of shoes online, and then all of a sudden you're served an ad for those shoes. And then anyone living in your household is served an ad for those shoes. And then, you know, eventually you buy them and customers get so used, I think, to these things that they're looking at following them around. And I think that that does really help, especially small businesses, large businesses, really reach their customers in a different way. So I think that is definitely a huge part of tech right now in the fashion industry. AI and machine learning is another. Um, So it's really helping brands predict trends, what their customers want. It's helping them predict demand and understand their inventory needs so they don't overstock. Um, And even chatbots, that's really helping improve, you know, customer experience and helping customers be able to get to the information that they need quickly and easily. The smart wearable market, glasses, your iWatch, that's now opening up to include smart textiles kind of in that same vein as what your iPhone is able to provide you with information about your heart rate. Textiles now are being used to do the same thing. Apple is even looking at integrating um, health monitoring into their clothing. So they're doing that for athletes, for physicians that are observing their patients' vital signs. There's a another company called Cute Circuit which uses smart fabrics to allow deaf people to experience music through their bodies. Oh, wow. That's another incredible application right now. I think that I'm seeing is that technology in fashion is helping fashion to become more inclusive for people with disabilities. Even Nike launched um, a shoe that you can put on hands-free. That, I think, is one of the most incredible things that I'm seeing. One of my favorite things that I think I'm most excited for is... The partnership between LVMH, Prada, and Cartier. They teamed up to develop, I believe it's the Aura Blockchain Consortium. It utilizes blockchain technology to help identify their products as authentic, as well as identifying where their materials are sourced from. So you can actually see that this is a luxury brand. The materials that they're using are of superior quality, but also the implications for verifying that their materials are sourced ethically in an environmentally responsible way, I think is is huge. Oh, that's great. And it's socially conscious as well. I love Absolutely. that. Um, what are you excited for most in the future? Is it is it that blockchain technology? That is just so cool. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that that is just such a powerful technology to be able to use because it really will force brands as well to look at how they're sourcing materials. You know, I think that this is just the start of it from these big power players that have been able to come together and provide this technology. And I think they're really looking at making it applicable, not only for bigger brands, but also for smaller brands to be able to utilize this too. And I think the more that this becomes, you know, real and this becomes part of something that everyone's going to be doing, then I I think people are going to be forced to have to look at where they're sourcing their materials from because there's going to be this evidence that you cannot deny. Yeah, absolutely. And Linda, how about you? How has technology changed in your agency? I suspect that a lot of print now has become digitalized in your field. Um, Models possibly wearing 3D printed clothes. Runways have become more modernized with added tech. Um, How has technology changed in your agency? Well, it's really changing at such a rapid pace. It's incredible to watch. But One of the things that we've been made aware of for the last couple of years is that when ad agencies are doing a buy and they're creating a budget for their productions, it's 80% digital, 20% print. So almost every single commercial or advertisement, they're thinking in terms of video and the print market. But with the digital our talent have really found that by using their social media and keeping themselves out there, like with Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, that that too has become a big part of our industry because they become brand ambassadors or influencers and they get paid for that. They certainly Mm -hmm. make a lot more money than just a model that chooses not to be strong on their social media sites. And what are you most excited for, you think, in the future of fashion and tech? During the pandemic, not much was happening at all in fashion. And it was like, a let's figure out how we're going to make this safe. And I was surprised, you know, we had a virtual fashion show and there's been a lot of virtual events. Unfortunately, you know, it's just not the same So I'm looking forward to the producers taking what they learned from a virtual standpoint of being able to Zoom and have people connect to events that they couldn't attend in person, but also having the in-person events. And then also being able to record that and share that at a later time. Given that kind of technology, even though it's more expensive in the moment, your reach is by far greater. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just that specific audience in that region. It could be global as well. Exactly. What do you think we all as a society um, should do to inspire more girls in the STEM field and empower women to enter the STEM fields? I think right now, no matter what direction you look at, STEM is going to be part of it. Technology is going to be part of it. Even as we hold our phones and all those different apps, that's part of STEM. So I'll start with you, Linda, as you work with many young women in your field. So for me personally, learning STEM was challenging. I was always drawn to the creative fields like photography and the arts and entertainment. Today, I feel like the collaboration between the creative arts and technology, it just astounds me, you know, how much that's taking place. 
I think we've got to make it interesting. We've got to create a base for STEM that says to people like myself, as an example, who did find it very challenging, that there's a better way to to get involved and it's not just the basics. And I have models that are interested in STEM and are making careers out of it. So in addition to their modeling career. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I say STEM, but um, you did correct me there because it's actually STEAM as well, where it's the science, technology, engineering, arts, and uh, math. So it is also STEAM. And how about you, Bailey? What do you think we should do to inspire girls in STEM and empower women to enter them? Sure. So, I mean, I think Linda is so correct. You really have to figure out how to make it applicable and interesting to someone who is younger and hasn't been exposed to as many things as they will be, you know, as they go off to college. And I think in general, kids need more coaching. They need more exposure during these points in in their life. And I think that there needs to be real discussions about how their interests and their skills could be a good fit, not just for the obvious career paths, but also for career paths and positions that they haven't really been exposed to. And and I think it's okay not to know what you want to do, but I also think that we should be driving young women to really explore the opportunities that are out there. For example, you know, studying chemistry can help you become a perfumer or a fragrance chemist, or even engineering could help you design those cool new shoes that Nike came out with. So I think that there are so many options, but better guidance, I think, is is going to be key. Yeah. And they always do say that exposure is very important element. And they say, you can't be what you can't see. So that's so true. I love that. And you're both such very successful women. What drives your ambition and what inspires you to continue to grow? And Linda, I'll start with you as a business owner and a public figure. What drives your ambition? What inspires you? Every day is different. And I wake up in gratitude just to be here. And I just feel that because every day is different, that it gives me a new opportunity to create a better business model for the future. So I look at what's missing, what's not working, and just continue to thrive into the future. And I think that that's why like, we merged with Central Casting this past January. And part of that was because there really is a crossover now with talent and actors or models and actors. And at this time in my career, 36 years later, I really get a kick out of what I do. I love what I do. It completely inspires me to just focus on the future and reach for the stars. Yeah. And I love what you said that you're so grateful. And I think gratitude is such a key element in just living your daily life. So I love that so much. How about you, Bailey? What drives your ambition and inspires you to grow? For me, I I think it's the kind of the endless possibilities that are out there. It's so inspiring to know that we always have options. You know, we don't have to stay on the same path for our entire lives as working adults. We have the freedom to explore and grow and shift based on what we're learning and what we're experiencing. And, you know, what drives me is seeing other professional women who have used their positions to improve the world that we live in. I think the ultimate goal is 
when we can have a career that we feel fulfilled in, where we can use our knowledge and our position to make a difference in the lives of others, whether it's, you know, mentoring or as Linda has done by developing those community outreach programs. It's incredible. Yeah. And what's one lesson you think that you learned in your career, Linda? How do you apply it in your daily routine as a woman? There's always going to be ups and downs. So to stay centered and really focused, I take time out. Every morning, I honor myself by having a ritual of my meditation or just unplugging and giving myself a chance to reflect. And I think that our self-care is so important. Absolutely. You said you do meditation as well. Is it a daily routine for your meditation? If it's like this morning, I had to be out the door by 6.30, so I will save my meditation for this evening, but I have an altar and I visit it on a daily basis and I feel that it, it just keeps me centered and that I can really focus and ask my angels for, you know, as much help as I feel I need, which is often. I feel like I'm not in this alone. Like it's, it goes beyond all of our peers and what we can see in front of us. I feel the energy, the magnetic energy of the world. And I just want to tap into that. And I feel it helps give me ideas and inspire me to create new things. So I've always found that when I miss out on that opportunity, I start to get off kilter and it's not good for me. Yeah. And I, gosh, I just got goosebumps when you said you have an altar and that we're not alone. It's so true. There, there's definitely our angels out there that look after us. What have you learned? One lesson you learned in your journey and how do you apply it, Bailey, in your daily routine? I want to go back to the idea of being a mentor. I, I don't think that I always had a mentor throughout my career, um, especially in the early stages of my career. I really didn't have anyone guiding me or offering helpful advice or even giving me ideas about a career track. But once I really did have that in my career, it was a huge wake-up call for me that I knew that I wanted to be able to pay that forward, to be someone who would guide younger professionals, be someone who, you know, you could even come to for helpful career advice. I think it's really important. And I don't think as a woman that we've always maybe experienced that in our careers. Yeah, that's so true. And what would you like to share to women how to be the best version of themselves continue to rise? And I'll continue with you, Bailey. Simply, I think it's just believe in yourself and what you want to do. Uh, number one, have humility, you know, know that you're not always going to know everything. You're always going to be learning and there's always room to grow personally, professionally, no matter where you are in your career. Um, and then in two, I would say have confidence, you know, know your value and stand up for yourself because you're going to go through so many things where that is going to be a very valuable trait and you're going to have to own and, and believe who you are and what you can do. So true. And how about you, Linda? What would you like to share to women listening on how to be the best version of themselves and to continue to rise in their career? Well, I love what Bailey had to say. It's just perfect. But I would add that it's important to understand that you have to balance your career, your work, your family, 
and that there's just going to be times when work or family takes precedence and it's okay. You know, you make a concerted effort to balance the two. I think that women really struggle when it comes to maintaining their careers, their vision, their dream while they're raising children. You just have to continue to move forward one step at a time and be confident. Know that you're in control, that you can only have one thought at a time. So make it a good thought. Energy follows thought. That's my thing. So I feel that we just have to be advocates for each other, lift each other up. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we all have our ups and downs and we're a small percentage of the population in business. Support each other. Be kind. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this conversation. Now we go to fire questions and (laughs) I'll start with you, Bailey. Let's see, Wonder Woman Linda Carter or Wonder Woman Gal Gadot? I'm going to go with Wonder Woman Gal Gadot. All right. You're the first one who said that. Um, Okay. If you could invent one thing, what would it be? I would love to invent a force field where regardless of weather, I can walk out of my house wearing anything I want. I can be comfortable. I can wear my favorite pair of sweared shoes and I would just be completely safe. Oh my gosh, I would buy that. I would buy that right now because of the cicadas. Oh, that is absolutely true. That's that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, write me in as your first order. Okay, if you could invite one historical figure over dinner, who would it be? Dead or alive? Can I choose either? Yeah. Okay, um, I would say Anna Pavlova. I have a huge background in dance. Um, Before I actually went into marketing, I was thinking about going into dance. I danced my entire life. um, And she's just such a huge, prominent figure from the dance community. I actually found out that she danced in my hometown on the stage that I danced on. So that was a very, that was a revelation for me. It was amazing. Oh, that must have been so touching. Absolutely. Okay, Linda, are you ready? I'm ready. Wonder Woman Linda Carter or Wonder Woman Gal Gadot? Linda Carter. All right, of course. If you could invent one thing, what would it be? Teleporting. I don't like sitting in traffic. Especially in 495, 66, 395, I guess. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's like, can you imagine if we could all teleport? We could get so much more done. (laughs) Now, if you could invite one historical figure over dinner, who would it be and why? I would love to have dinner with Elvis Presley. You know, even though he was around when I was younger, I just never had a chance to go to any of his concerts. And I grew up in the South and I loved his music. And I just would love to sit down and have dinner with Elvis. Yeah, he could serenade you. Gosh, well, what an amazing conversation with two amazing women here in the DC area. I hope all of you listeners can follow them. You can follow Linda on Twitter at the real Linda DC, and that's Linda with a Y, and Instagram, the real Linda DC. You could also follow Bailey on Instagram at Bailey KG, B A I L L E K G. Thank you so much, ladies. And until then, keep inspiring girls and women from the classroom to the boardroom. 